Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Are we recording? Can I insult Rob yet? Yeah, you can insult Rob. I, I mean, I mean, I haven't done the official intro. Do you want to save it for the intro to insult him? I'll I'll save my time. Okay. Okay. I don't want to burn any of this. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Senator from California and yields his time to the floor. <laughs> the Southern Senator, Southern California, as oh, you know. Oh. We have a bit of a draw out here. Oh, yeah, y'all from the south of California. As the COVID pandemic rages here in southern Los Angeles, California, I'd like to remind all the surfers out there to be careful and don't, don't harass them girls. Those boys are good boys. They help our economy. They're from Massachusetts, you have the flower. I'll say that from southern Massachusetts. I would like to say we're very, everything's very dangerous right now. The air's pausing. <laughs> Sorry. God, no, it's fine. This, this air's dirtier than a Waffle House jamboree. I tell you what. No, no, no. I'm from southern Massachusetts. Yeah. So for, for me, I would say it's dirtier than a Bickford's kitchen. Oh, R.I.P. Bickford. Dirtier than a Route One Sogus Kowloon comedy show. I'll tell you what. Okay. Mom, I said that correctly. Yes, you are. Uh, if for our listeners who have no idea what's happening, um, I I have on two extremely lovely guests this week. Welcome back to the Gimme Podcast. We have on two two of my favorite comics, actually. Rob was the first comic I ever met in Boston, and I thought he was a homeless man when I met him. <laughs> and Gary was the first co- comedy substitute teacher I ever had. Mm-hmm. And you thought I was a homeless man that wandered in. <laughs> yeah. They got a, another homeless man to be the homeless substitute. Well, it really is like, you're like, wow, uh, so my, my regular stand teacher is a homeless guy. But then he goes in there this week to had another homeless guy? No, no, no. I have to clarify, and I should say your full names and your credits, but I have to clarify that at the time, Improv Boston had a photo of Rob as his headshot that was like him, very like clean cut. And oh, then yes. you were giving winter tours. So you had like this full head of hair and this bushy beard. And I walked in and you were like very quiet and you're like, hello, welcome to class. And I was like, who, I don't think I'm in the right room. Like, I think I have the wrong classroom. Is this the soup kitchen? I did, I did like, eventually I like, I got a headshot that was me with like a long beard and long yes. hair. And, and then, then you shaved everything off. Yeah, immediately. On, <laughs> yeah, that's I true. believe that that beard you saw, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm saying that correctly, Kathleen, that beard was then later shaved onto my head as a bit. Yep. Wait, no. really? Was that like yes. a gas thing? We did it oh. twice. We did it once at IB at the Kerfuffle. And once at once Ranger at Zone. Yeah. And, and there's footage of that on our you, comedy YouTube. <laughs> you stood above him and shaved your head onto Gary? We came up, yeah. This, this whole thing, Rob was like... I can show you. He was always needling me for a makeover. Let's not show it. Let's let people find us. Anderson I'll, Comedy. I'll link Check it, it when I post this. There I'll find go. it. I'll link it. I'll send you the link. Yeah. But, but the, the, the bit came from Rob being uh, trying to be helpful, uh, but I was defensive about how I looked. And if I look at pictures now of how I dressed, Rob was dead on. I look like... Uh, it, it was like a, a kid whose dad died and then he just wore all of those clothes that were around. <laughs> oh, so you were wearing like your dead dad's clothes is the vibe was, you were giving off. Yeah, it was just loose, didn't fit. Uh, I looked like a boy in adult clothing. Gary was uh, a 
was so uh, he he hated the idea of hipsters so much and he he wanted to he he wanted to never do anything that could even remotely be considered hipster and to make sure that he never did anything even remotely hipster he just dressed terrible and uh but isn't of, that what a hipster does yeah i get i mean it's just sort of like hipster is such a stupid term because it's like what like what do you hate do you hate people that like care about fashion or do you hate people that are pretentious and if you hate people that are pretentious why don't you just say pretentious people hipster and is I, a stupid term. I don't think i hated i think it wasn't that i hated hipsters i was just defensive of my looks you didn't and, want to be a hipster though you definitely i remember like you 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 being like it's too hipster if i have glasses with dark with you know thick thick rim glasses that's that's just a thing i mean yeah i look much better with them when i should have listened but rob rob and i came up with this sketch that robbery tools my act with awful awful jokes uh rob do you remember some of them that yeah i know one of them was uh was uh if uh if (laughs) If lobsters are uh, if lobsters are cockroaches of the sea, we can basically agree that dolphins are just ocean raccoons. <laughs> I I remember my my roommates bragging about his big fat stupid mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, I guess, <laughs> oh, this is a joke Rob wrote for yeah. you. He, okay. he gave me a script of jokes as he shaved his beard onto my head after he layered my skull with Vaseline. Oh, okay, that's where the Vaseline, okay. The, the makeup, so his beard became my wig. The jokes that he wrote became my act. And as he's shaving, I'm reading these awful jokes. Was my, my roommate is always bragging about how big his fat mouth is. He's so <laughs> pie holier than thou. It was jokes <laughs> like that. I think that joke is so funny, but no one else agrees with me. <laughs> oh my god. It's only funny in that context. And then at the end of the bit, which I love, I think I added this part. I don't Robin and I write in a very weird way where we just I smash our brains. I, I couldn't together. tell. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't tell at all. I take a robe off and I'm wearing exactly the same outfit that Rob has on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you actually were wearing pants that I that I gave you that you wore mm-hmm. for like they just ripped like like a like, month ago or something, like three months back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But they were wow. like they looked great on you. They looked better on you than they looked on me. Oh, thank you. Why, yeah. That's Are we why. doing the show right? I listen to an episode. Well, it's fine. I mean, you know, this is the first time I've had two guests on. This may never happen again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Let's let's get to the to the show. Well, let's get to the intro. <laughs> we we briefly did the intro but i mean i was gonna plug both of your albums but i mean let's do it okay well my two co-friends here uh gary peters i didn't even i haven't even said your full names gary peterson and rob crean who are both hilarious comics um gary unfortunately lives in los angeles because he's trying to live out a dream or something um and I've, I live in Boston because I've never had dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's a daydream boy. Mm-hmm. Daydream boy. Uh, well, Kathleen, the, where do you live and what's I, your dream? I have no dreams. It's the pandemic. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no dreams or aspirations. It's just, there's no, there's no dreams. I haven't even finished the intro yet. <laughs> Gary, I haven't even gotten to like... Uh, saying that you have a new album out, which is why you asked to come on this podcast. That's true. <laughs> Called, uh, let me see, uh, Yellow Belt Confidence, correct? Yes. And Rob, you have a couple albums out, right? You have the, is it Sadly Sackerton? Yes. And Local Personality. And these are, all three of these albums are on uh, Dead and Mellow. I also have an EP uh, called Body Bottle Baby and His Cry Cry Stories, and you can get a bundle of all three of my releases for eighteen dollars on Dead Metal. What is Bottle Baby and His Cry Cry Stories? It's a great title. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's a good. It's a good title. It's not a great record. It's fine. I mean, it's interesting. It's from two thousand eleven, so it's like I'm pretty early in. Yeah. And it's basically, uh, it's like a half hour long show, basically about my mother dying and about uh, losing my job. Oh so, God. Yeah. So it's you know really uplifting yeah it's called bottle baby in this cry cry story for a reason 
I think I was there that night. I mean, I might have heckled you, you but I was probably there. You yeah, did okay. the worst intro in history. Oh, come off it. What was I, his intro? It was, um, we're going to bring your headliner up because he's anxious to get up here. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is one of the best guys to know in the city. Cool guy, alternative dude. Welcome, Rob Green. Oh, man. For an album recording. That's, me... That is really getting you jacked up to get on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Kathleen, you know, we all process feelings differently. And uh, it is hard to express vulnerability or love sometimes when you're such a you know, funny person like I am. So what I did is I tried to express it. And then Rob said, that was the dumbest intro I've ever fucking heard. Wait, was this like he got on stage and he said that, or he said this after the show? I said it with his eyes. He said it with oh, his eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I was so early in. I didn't like if that happened now, I would be that would be the first 10 minutes of the recording. Oh, of your recording? Can, can you let would be like, what the hell was wrong with you, Gary? If I could do it again, do you mind if I take it again right now? Yeah, let's just, hear the intro again. And it's one of my favorite things is a, is a sexist intro, but men never get it. So this is what I would do if I could do go back in time. Hey, uh, we normally don't have these ones up here, but um, you know we've got a very beautiful performer. He's really handsome. <laughs> Definitely judge him by his looks uh, before you listen to his words or ideas. Please welcome your first male comic. Yeah. You almost just introduced yourself, you fucking idiot. You just said Gary. I know. <laughs> you just people, introed yourself. Well, oh, people man. are going to be there for me. That's the oh, thing. Is I'm going to bring... <laughs> Rob's, Rob's run the longest bringer in Boston. This this has come off the rails so quickly. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It came off the rails the minute that you guys were like, the senator has the floor. The senator, the senator from California has the floor. Oh my god, I haven't been outside in a week. <laughs> and and it's not for anything other than nobody will let him outside. <laughs> Rob's been stuck in a corn maze. <laughs> I've been inside since Thursday. And oh it's, God! And it's Monday, and I'm. Uh, it's not. I'm not getting up anytime soon. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I. Uh, no, I. It's too cold to go outside at this point. I just got tested for COVID, and because my friend has it, so now I gotta isolate too. So. I got me and you, buddy. I got tested on Wednesday. Still haven't got my results. Oh shit! But, but Thursday. I did potentially get exposed. <laughs> so, so now I got to wait for my results that are going to take six days to show up, minimal. Since and then the you got to wait. And again. then I got to get almost immediately, like I may have to get tested immediately after getting my results for the last time, but it's too early for me to get tested now. I have to wait until, uh, until uh, Wednesday to get tested. Now, Kathleen, okay. you know there's two tests, but if you were to just guess how mm -hmm. many tests Rob has had without knowing, What's the number you'd throw out? The number of tests that Rob Crean has had, uh, COVID tests? Mm -hmm. I don't know, five? That's close. Oh, it's pretty close. What, what are we at, Rob? Seven. Ah, I was going to guess seven, but then I thought I didn't want to peg you as um, as like a scared of, of catching COVID. Yeah, I'm definitely scared of it. I don't leave the house. I don't work or anything. I'm not like, I, there's... I, it's pro I've probably had too many tests. Once no. you get to 10, do they still give you that sandwich for free? <laughs> I did get free food a couple of times that I did it. This is not, we're not donating blood here, guys. We're getting tested for COVID. No, but they gave us, they gave you like produce. Where you, are you going to get your tests? Brookside, <laughs> in my house. But they, but they, Rob goes to a bodega and thinks it's a COVID test. They're like, they're I'm just taking you. a Q-tip and swabbing your mouth, and then they're putting it on a pregnancy test. They're like, you're good. I'm telling you, this is true. I got gave out free produce, and but this is like this is like less than a block from my house. They were doing COVID tests, and for like the first from probably like March to like July, 
they were doing them uh, three days a week. Okay. And they went down to one day a week. And, and now, about a month ago, they just stopped completely because they're like, yeah, it's fine. It, it seems like it's going yeah, good. Okay. You don't, need, you don't really need fun. to be doing tests anymore. It's yeah. just, the, it's the guy that goes to any line right now and thinks it's a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> he's just at a Trader Joe's and he's like, I'm real nervous about this. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you don't get COVID. I hope you don't catch it. Well, I mean, I hope I don't already have it. <laughs> I yeah, hope that's... you don't. I, I, but you know, if you got exposed, who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's like my, I, I, I've been babysitting for my cousins, and uh, one of the kids was potentially exposed, but it's probably fine. So hopefully, I'm fine. But it's, you know. yeah, it's also it's just frustrating too because it's like I still. It, it was the day after I got my the day after I got, took my previous test, which I was like pretty sure that I was fine with, which is because Heather got uh, the kid she babysits for. Oh, or was potentially exposed. Her te- the kid got her test back and she's fine. Uh, so, so you're te- probably okay. Well, for the test I already took, right? But not the, the, the other exposure. exposure. Yeah. But yeah, my my new exposure though. Uh, yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, let's get into the actual <laughs> reason that I brought you guys on the podcast. And because I have I have boasted so many times. I think I've even boasted to Rob. I've been like, my podcast is different. We don't just chat. And here I am, like 20 minutes in, being like, hey, so there's actually a topic to this. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I brought both of you on to talk about your childhood obsessions, which are, I mean, Gary, you said that you were into bodybuilding and martial arts. Yeah. And and then Rob, you said you were into comic books. Now, yeah. Rob, I can see the comic books. Gary, I'm very yeah. confused about the bodybuilding. Oh, you can't see. Usually, oh. you can, usually you can see right behind Gary. Uh, a, uh... <laughs> what the gun show? My muscles. Well, you know, my muscles. Usually, Gary, you're at your house. I am. Yeah. Show the show the dummy. Oh yes. What? I have a martial arts dummy that what? I fight. What? Yeah. Is this your method of like working out? <clears throat> well, yeah, I train um, the, the jujitsu school. I, I'm currently studying at is, you know, doing Zoom classes online. Um, and it's so, you know, you can watch the techniques and be part of a class, you know, safely from your home. And um, see, but I feel like this is a lie. Yeah. Like, no. are you actually going to jujitsu class online? Yes. Um, it, just, it was just recently you found out that you were ethnically jujitsu, right? <laughs> yes. I'm half, ha- half jujitsu. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of the things that I love martial arts so much. I really do. It's, uh, it's been a weird obsession since like bodybuilding kind of led to martial arts stuff. I don't know why it went from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Bruce Lee, but it, it just kind of did. And then... Bruce Lee led into some some not so good schools that I found. Um, it's not his fault; he was dead. But the the schools in Braintree, Massachusetts. Oh, like a, okay. Yeah, there was one school that I did that was not so sane. It was like Korean martial arts. Chung, it's called Iron Kim Chung Mu Do. It's Iron it's Kim Chung Mu Do. Yeah, it's... I can't believe um, they're bad martial arts studio in, in Braintree. Braintree. They're the capital of martial arts. <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of great people that went to the school, but the instructor was just, you know, not a good guy no. uh, to us. And I got hurt a lot. And he was like, you don't need doctors. And then I <laughs> found out they were getting investigated by the FBI. For Wait. Cult. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Really? For what? Mm-hmm. For cult-like activity. Uh, oh. <laughs> because... This sounds like Nexium level, you know? Like you go in for a professional development class and you come out and you're like, I got a tattoo on my crotch. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think the case or any of that maybe even went anywhere. I found stuff online wow. and people like saying, that's so this guy's nuts and don't go there and i got that's... hurt because of him and he just was like don't go to a doctor and i was like same old same old. yeah I, I that does explain how you got your uh keith rainier physique though <laughs> i have a pretty good body 
Yeah, you got like you got a, a solid Keith Raniere build. I don't so, know who that is. The, oh, you'll have to watch The Vow on HBO. Mm. He's the leader of a cult. So, does your album title have anything to do with your interest in martial arts, or was that just yes. a coincidence that we're talking about those two things? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the album was recorded at Great Scott five years ago with the help of Rob Green, uh, Dan Gonzalez, uh, Carl Lavin, and then released only recently with Dead Mellow, you know, Alan and Matt there, deadmellow.com. The idea of the title came from a bit, because um, wh- wherever I've studied, I've tried a few schools out, some for long times and some for not so long times, but there's always the same like thing that happens to me, which is like your yellow belt traditionally is like the first belt you get. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking like, oh, I kind of know. I'm ready to fight the Yakuza. It's just this weird confidence thing in your head when you're like really training and training. And it's like you think you're better than you really are. Sure. <laughs> and and that idea to me is um, some of the themes within the album, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, my attitude especially. <laughs> I think I'm probably really fucking cool but you know check you got to check your ego right that's fair that's fair okay rob before i missed it you pointed do you have comic books behind you you have i've got some some, some regular books too what kind of comics were you into as a kid i I was into everything really i kind of started out with uh with more of the like you know sort of childish comics like archie and uh and you know comedy comic books yeah uh, i've always really loved comedy and then you know gradually sort of started getting into uh superhero stuff and i was growing up i was way more into the dc superhero stuff because the dc uh comics tend to be more more self-contained stories uh you know they, they do have longer arcs but they you know it's kind of more designed to be able to jump into it at any point at any point whereas yeah. marvel is more about building you know world building and creating these long stories so it did take me a little bit longer to get into marvel because it's a it just is like you know if you if you like you know buy a marvel comic book it might take you like three issues to really fully understand what's going on you know oh that's fair i do think that it i've noticed that with the movies too sometimes those marvel movies if you don't know storylines you're just like yeah Yeah, sometimes with marvel movies you're like i i don't i'm not exactly sure what to make this movie whereas any dc movie you watch and you're like oh this is bad Yes, bad movie. <laughs> they're not. Well, I I don't mean to 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 say bad things about DC, but I I do find that their movies are not. Yeah, they've had some good ones though. I thought Shazam was cool. Birds of Birds of Prey is great. Birds of Prey is really good. Yeah, but what was that? Um, was Suicide Squad a DC? That was bad. Oh, Barry's favorite movie, Joker. The Joker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I finally felt like there was a movie that sort of told like something from his point of view. You know. <laughs> oh the new joker yeah 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 i still haven't seen that movie yet it's kept, funny i was told that it was like so incel that i was like oh i don't know if i can watch this i, I mean I, incels definitely like it but I, but i like it too i i found it very entertaining um yeah, that was great i i don't like that idea where it's like oh because people i don't like like something means i can't like it yeah for a different reason like, I love Rick and Morty so much, but I don't bring it up that much because. Well, oh, because the fan of based on the fan base. Yeah. Well, I, there are some people that are very like extreme fans. Like I, I like Rick and Morty, but I don't know. I can't quote every episode, so I don't talk about it because then they'll be like, "Remember that episode, Pickle Rick?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so Gary, where did when did did the martial arts lead into the bodybuilding or were you into Arnold? You said you were into Schwarzenegger first. Mm-hmm. And then. I was, yeah, I was kind of a. Was, was Schwarzenegger an 80s thing? Yeah, but I mean, I, but I was, you know, at the time following him, um, it would have been early 2000s, but I, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Well, you were, you were born in what, 88? Um, that's none of your business but I was born in the 80s and uh, uh, 
the book, my dad had the bodybuilding book and I started getting into fitness because I was a fat chubby kid that had to fist fight literally every single day. Just were to you get forced, home. were you forced to get into fitness? No, no, no. It yeah. was, it was a nice saving grace because I was a fat kid. And, and also had terrible, huge glasses and completely bald as a child. Too. <laughs> so. I wore, I wore a bowl cut wig and that made friends. Uh, but I, I got into fitness cause I was, I just was like 12 and really fat and didn't want to be fat and beat up anymore. So I got into it and my dad gave me like some like instruction. We worked out together in the basement and that was like, it was kind of like a nice bonding thing where we'd work out four or five days a week sometimes. So it kept me, kept me on the up and up and straight and narrow. And then I fell into martial arts cause it was like, I'm getting bigger and I'm faster, but like, I still don't know how to necessarily well, I mean, take care of myself you did you know? but you did a bad job with the bodybuilding like you <laughs> wait is that is that being are you being honest or are you I'm like yeah i mean you okay. like you seriously injured yourself because you you know and and martial arts is a little bit more about control and and so i mean to me it makes sense you'd get into martial arts because you did you like messed up your shoulders right yes uh i was either born uh with a weird deformity in my shoulders or i developed it and exposed it um, but I tore both my shoulders and rotator cuffs at f- 15. At 15? Yeah, because I was he, I was lifting a lot of weight. The only other person that I've heard of doing that is a professional baseball player. <laughs> We're the same. We've done the same thing. But I, I was literally like trying to work out with like my arms and slings oh after surgery. Yeah, and exactly. that was a good thing to learn. It was a good lesson of... Uh, that's what got me out of the shitty martial arts school. It made me learn how to take care of myself a little bit because I couldn't use my arm for like, you know, seven, eight months at a time. Jeez. And I'd had to rehab it and then get the other one operated on and then another seven, eight months. Oh, so you were in one sling at a time. You didn't have, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. That's still hard, man. Yeah. And being on Viking, going through high school. and You're, you're like, on Vikes oh. in high school? <laughs> Yeah, it was in well, severe. What got you into Eminem, who you still are a huge fan of? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, his new album's great. Uh, oh I, my I God. think, yeah, it was a lot of pain and um, suffering, and uh, it wasn't good. And wait, and did Rob- you hear both of these at the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh, you in? Oh, Jesus! Yeah. What or- kind of weights are you lifting as a child? <laughs> I bench. I mean, I was 15. I was benching like 205 and I was, I weighed 140 and I, I think I deadlifted like near 400 squat three, 400. Yeah. I, I think I, that's about how much what I've put, I've put up a combined lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel too. And it was, you know, like the, the, Workouts that Arnold wrote about in 1980 were literally for a, a guy who takes steroids and works out all day. Like, yeah, they're not meant for a 15-year-old that has right. a shoulder deformity, Gary. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I found there's a chapter in that book that's like, how to use anabolics for competition. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but really the steroid thing. I don't get why it's taboo. Seems like if you're a professional athlete, you should be using steroids. If you're not using steroids, are you? Do you even fucking care about this game? Well, <laughs> there, is, what, there are definitely there are phases of like professional sports where you're like, oh, what was it like the early 2000s? I feel like everybody in baseball was on roids. Oh yeah, but the, the ones that cared. Yeah, the ones that cared about the sport. Yeah. Rafael Palmeiro, Mark McGuire. Um, I think the 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 good thing though. And I am kind of grateful for going down that weird road of, you know, I would wake up at 4 a.m. I'd have six meals a day. I'd work out twice a day. I'd work out before high school. I'd work out after high school. I was training other kids. I was learning all these exercises. And then I hurt myself and it was like, I had to learn patience and to learn how to heal and had to learn how to rebuild my, you know, arms. Holding yeah, yeah, a yeah. Jeez. And they're still not great, but it also gave me, like, I stood up for myself against the martial arts school that I was at, where it was like, 
this doesn't feel right that you're telling me not to go to doctors anymore. <laughs> that, I mean, I get it. When I was, I was, as both of you know, I'm a horse girl. And yeah. there were many times that I would have like pretty severe injuries at the barn and they'd be like, you have to get back on. You can't, you're bleeding out your knee and you definitely have like something going on, but you have to get back on. Like that was just the mentality. So I'm not surprised that a martial arts studio would have a similar mentality of like, don't go to the hospital. Yeah. It's not all of them. It was that one that, you know, the guy that was running, it was not, you know, the most reasonable person. He was like a tough love, you know, type of guy. But I found other schools that, you know, were so much better and, you know, about the philosophy and about mm -hmm. learning and expanding and not about like, you're not trying to get in the MMA, practical martial arts. I studied at the Theodore Academy of Jiu-Jitsu in Watertown, Massachusetts. Um, and See, he's- like, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know any of this about you <laughs> from any interaction I've ever had with you. Yeah, I, I don't want to be known as you like don't martial like outwardly art guy. say that. S similar to how like I didn't even know Rob was a fan of Rick and Morty or a comic book. Like I, neither of you guys share these things publicly. Yeah, I think I mean it's with martial arts. It's it's more dangerous to share because people will be like, "Come fight me! You won't fuck fight." <laughs> well, grab Gary. We're gonna start some shit. Yeah, when I was in elementary school, that would that same thing would happen with my love of comics. <laughs> People find out they'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking beat you up now!" Like, oh man, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Rob, so, yeah. did you have like a favorite uh, char like character or comic that you? I mean, yeah. you mentioned Archie, but like in the DC world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I there were so many things. I, I really loved uh, this comic, The Justice League, which is, The Justice League is like the, is sort of the, it's like the DC version of the Avengers kind of. Right. But it's gone through like a lot of different versions. And at the time that I was reading it in the late 80s, early 90s, it was, um they just restructured the whole DC universe. And the, the group, that, you know, the team that was put on this comic book, The Justice League, uh, they were, you know, getting ready to start, you know, it's always been, Justice League is always like the best, com the best heroes in the DC universe, but everyone that was like used, that was writing all the other characters were like, we're doing something really specific with Superman, so we don't want you to use Superman in the Justice League. Oh. Uh, like, oh, we're, we're doing something really, really specific with the Flash, we don't want you to use Flash in, in, in. and so they just had to, they, the, but they're know, pulling the B-rate, B-rated. Yeah, so it just was B-rated characters. <laughs> And it, it was it was like Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Power Girl. Batman was the one character that they were allowed to use that was a, like a, a, an A-list character. And so they were like, "What are what are we gonna do with this this you know team book?" And uh, they just decided to make it funny. And so they it was really you know, at that time it was really really funny. Huh. I just loved it. I don't ever think of like those action comic books being super funny but I, I guess i'm not surprised that they they would choose that route to go yeah and they weren't always funny but like you know this book was really funny and, and, and you know marvel had a lot more funny stuff like you know there's a lot of humor in the Mar like spider-man's always been funny yeah ben grimm <laughs> ben is always funny, is always funny. <laughs> that posting that tim put up of that Spider-Man doesn't have his license. Yeah, at least yeah. Spider-Man's trying to cash a check that's made out to Spider-Man, and they're like, "You need for my identification." He's like, "I don't." Ah. Oh, because he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm in the suit." Like, like you can't just get your. We can't cash a check for someone in a mask. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's really funny. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, I I'm thinking I've never even heard of. A couple of those superheroes that you mentioned, Gold. What'd you Booster say? Gold. Yeah, Booster Gold. Uh, like, what is Booster Gold's <laughs> power? Like, what does that Gold even is, mean? Booster Gold is a dumb guy that is from the future, and he just like got sent back to the past. But he's got so he just has like he's a kind of a dumb guy, but he just has like futuristic technology with him. <laughs> oh, so he just has like a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, yeah. He's he's like. He's kind of like, you know, he's, he's a dumb guy that happened to get sent back in time. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You wonder a solar powered calculator. <laughs> yeah, like you wonder at some point if they're sitting there like you know, like trying to come up with a new character and they're just like what if we take you know, like a regular guy, but he's from he's 20 like, years in Not exactly. This is what he is. Is he's like he's a guy that was that is very handsome and was uh, was like a was was a uh, like a, a what's the what's the male version of a mistress? Like he just had affairs with a lot. Oh, of like a gigolo. <laughs> He's a gigolo, basically. Like that was Playboy. He, he was a yeah, a jig. I guess a, the gigolo probably is the, is what is the best description. He was a gigolo who made his living being with like having affairs with with wealthy married sugar mamas in the year like three thousand, and that that somehow uh, got sent back to the. <laughs> the 1980s and just like somehow i don't think that would fly in today's pc culture i mean it was like you know it was it was certainly hinted at more than than directly spelled sure sure and also you know this is a character that was a that was a third tier character and that didn't have much of a didn't have a lot of uh uh, mythos and so when they started using him for the justice league book they just they kind of like developed him and made him a more interesting character by kind of like but making him funnier because that was yeah. you know, what they were doing with it well if they had to pull from the bottom of the barrel they're probably picking people that don't have like uh good backstories some yeah and i mean some of it like you know there was like the the martian manhunter who's a cool character but it's what here yeah john jones the martian manhunter he's a martian he's oh and he hunts Mars. men yeah he's like a bomb <laughs> hunter from mars these are <clears throat> characters that I've never heard of, and I'm like surprised. I mean, they're obscure. And they're you know, obscure. Do you know, do you know Green Lantern? Yes. They had a Green Lantern, but not the Green Lantern. They had. Is a different Green Lantern. <laughs> is the Green Lantern? There's a Green Lantern core, so there's actually like thousands of Green Lanterns. That's right. Yeah. And this guy, they had a green, you know, the main, like the main Green Lantern at the time was a guy named Hal Jordan. They right. did not have him for the Justice League. They had another guy named Guy Gardner who was a- Who was Hall. a Green Lantern, yes, but not fun. the Green Lantern. Not, he's, he was like an idiot. Right, because the Green Lantern, they all had like rings, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are some weird, uh, I'm, I don't even think they're DC, but I feel like in general, like, I don't know, the Green Hornet. I, I never understood that. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I also didn't think yeah. Seth Rogen should be a superhero. Yeah. Well, the, that's where Bruce Lee yeah. broke into the So, yeah, the Green Hornet was, was, it was a Green superhero Hornet. thing, but it wasn't a comic book. It was a radio show. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. It was a television show, and the television show star- starred Bruce Lee. Oh. Wow, I'm like not knowledgeable about any of this stuff. The only comic I, the only comic I ever had as a kid was Black Beauty. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> you really were a horse. Yeah. Girl. I did read the Black Beauty comic when I was a kid. Yeah. My, my aunt, my, like my aunt, is a kind of a hoarder, and she and she would buy tons of stuff. But she, like she had a lot of just paperbacks and stuff. And the and I just was so into comic books. Everything that was a comic book I read. Yeah. She, I remember she had the Black Beauty comic. She had a lot of like classic, like classic literature in comic book form, which was, which I, so I, a lot of my, my reference for classic literature is from these comic like you know, 1970s comic book adaptations. Yeah. But um, also I remember reading a, uh, a comic book that was, it was like f- photos with like word bubbles, but it was, uh, it was Saturday Night Fever. That is, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they probably had, you know, contracts to put out a certain amount of books and they just, comic books, and they just picked whatever they could. Yeah. Well, these were like paperbacks that were, that, that were in comic form. Yeah. Were in comic book form. I mean, the story of Black Beauty, the comic book is not a great one. There's a barn fire. It's not like, yeah. Ooh, the police. Yeah, it's as the fire happens. Yeah. It's Gary's ride. <laughs> it's Gary's ride. <laughs> uh, I live across from PlayStation stuff. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, Gary, as far as did you give up bodybuilding after your injuries in martial arts? Um, for yeah, for a long time I didn't like I, I gave up that whole dream of like wanting to become Mr. Olympian and shit. Oh, that was like a goal that you had. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I um, according to Arnold's book, you have to take pictures of yourself and circle your weak points, isolate them, eliminate them. Uh, so I had this free film for life camera from Walgreens. Oh my god! And like you got free film for life and free development for it. Uh, what is Rob showing so- us? Hold on. Oh, is this? Yeah, this is. Oh, the- that's the justice. Justice League, and you can see there's a couple of maybe recognizable characters. You know, there's Batman here. Yeah. As uh, Captain Marvel from the movie Shazam. Yeah. Um, but then the rest of them are kind of ob- more obscure characters. Yeah, I'm like, who's that woman all the way on the other side? This woman? No, or, the other one with the uh, yeah. That is that's oh, what's her name? It's it's light something. Uh, it's like Doctor Light, I think. These are weird. These then, are weird. no. This is Doctor Fate. What is her her name? Ah oh, man, it's something to do with light. This is Black Canary. Uh, this is who comes up with these names? My God, comic book writers. Apparently. Okay, so Gary, you're taking right. photos of yourself every day. Um, or something? it was uh, yeah. You would do like monthly updates on your body. Is this so. is this one like you still had to go into CVS and get photos printed? Yeah. So there is somebody out there that is seeing your progress via printed photos. Well, it only happened. <laughs> it only happened once because I had my dad take uh, photos of me in my sweatpants, That's... with my me posing, and I looked great. But I had my sweatpants on and my shirt off, and I was fifteen. And uh, you're putting it together. What happened? Uh, I just think it's weird that I'm picturing your dad like going to bring these photo, this like photo roll into CVS, and they're like, "Sir, what is on this roll?" Yeah, well, I did it. I brought it into Walgreens, and I went for an hour development. I came back in an hour, and they were like, "We can't give you your photos. They have been flagged." And they had like a sticker on them that's like pornographic content. Jesus. And I was like, "Um, what do you mean they're flagged?" And they're like. Well, um, you know, these pictures are not exactly appropriate, are they? And I then had to explain that I needed to isolate my weak points and watch their development and eliminate them for Arnold's book. And they were like, aren't you, your sister works here, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, can you just give me them, please? It's, it's my pictures that I took of myself. And... There's my balls or ass are not. It's just me flexing. Thank God. And it's just weird. It's just weird. It's not pornographic. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And that it was embarrassing to get it from Doug the photo tech, uh, but he gave it to me, and then I worked there six months later. So you, <laughs> you worked at the Walgreens where you had your bodybuilder photos developed. Developed. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you gonna do, Rob? Were you into any martial arts related comic books? Uh, yeah, I mean, Batman's pretty martial artsy, I guess. Um, I took her, I took karate classes when I was a kid, but I just like any, yeah, I lost interest pretty quick. What did you like break the board and then you're like, oh, I've, I've, I've peaked the board. Yeah, that was like a big thing and martial arts was like break a board, isn't it? I mean, I don't think I don't think at the child level. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Elementary school they had us all like break boards. Really? Yeah. No. Some places the, do that. Yeah. This is my strongest memory of of uh of karate class was one time the 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 instructor had us do was doing a demonstration where he had us all kind of like stand in a crowd. And he had one student stand in front of us, and then he like pushed that student like back into the the whole crowd. So we all caught like kind of caught this guy after he like kind of like pushed him really hard. And as he pushed this kid, he just pushed him like so you know so so quickly and hard and with so much force that he went flying back into all the classes. And the kid just in the moment that the instructor hit him, just farted super loud. And it was so funny. I was like, I can't believe how funny that, like, I was so envious of the kid for, like, having, for being able to pull it off, you know, for being able to fart on cue in that moment. It was. He probably shit his pants. I don't, I think we would have noticed if he shit his pants. It was, 
it was like we were all like we're like afterwards we're like man that was great man really <laughs> good set so fun yeah. <laughs> it was amazing that's par- part of the fun is like when you train with a group you get to like reenact scenarios it's like all right be a bad guy but like commit to it like you got a knife like really attack me do something like a bad guy might do and so it's just open mic fun where you're just like Duh. <laughs> you go up and you try to throw them with your voice you know like you got a butt like what? you know those creepy people that want like a cigarette and uh-huh. like, you got a butt and they and you're like uh it's not how i took that at all <laughs> i thought you meant somebody that had like a like a body part a butt not like yeah you got a butt. Hey, you got a butt, but you got a dick in those pants too. Hey. <laughs> it's so much fun to be a stupid pretend bad guy. Oh man. What would you do, Kathleen, if you were if I told you like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a little self defense scenario. You you're gonna pull this gun on me and try and get my wallet. Go ahead. If I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to get your wallet. Yeah, you, you I'm demand pulling my a wallet. gun on you and I'm demanding you your a gun. wallet. Well, first off um and this is this scenario is not gonna happen but if i was if i had to get a, a see i don't know if i'd want to take you on knowing well, your you body body, but you have weak shoulders so i'd probably go for yeah. your shoulders you know i'd probably take the butt of the gun and like jam Pound it into my your shoulder rotator <laughs> yeah you wouldn't even ask you You'd shouldn't you shouldn't have <laughs> You should never tell anybody your weaknesses. That's right. I, I this podcast like, I, I, is a tremendous mistake for my my health. I know. I should clarify. You're not actually trying to rob Gary. You're just trying to play out a robbery scenario in you want to- uh, in a martial arts exercise. So you're just you you're still you're still Kathleen. He's still Gary, but you're both in geese. I and took it as he was telling me I actually needed to rob him. Oh, you're just pretending to rob I'm him. I'm pretending to rob him. Yeah. I'd probably be- go for like, I'd probably turn, you know how you like, you, you, turn, you turn the gun sideways? I'd mm-hmm. probably do that. And then I'd probably be like, get down on your knees. <laughs> oh my God. And then Gary, really? Gary would probably just come back at you like, He'd probably be like, I've never had a woman yell at me before. Let a, I've never had one talk to me, let alone yell at me. I'm so nervous. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. That's, uh, they, there's these little things you can learn for like those communication moments where you can distract somebody with saying something totally insane. That's why you keep um, like glitter in your pocket and then you throw it one way so they get distracted, they look, and then you come in with the... You know, criminals are cowardly and superstitious lot, so. Are they? They I always keep a, are. a rabbit's foot on my keychain. Oh, God. That's, that's what Batman says. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, man. I... I didn't know that you had such a history with like uh, with injury and and violence. And vi- violence. Hey, I got a history with I, injury and violence myself. You're, Shut up, it's about Rob. Me right your now. Rob, your injury and violence is like different. It is different. <laughs> it's very different. Like it's like. What did? I don't know. Have you? Uh, this this does bring up a point, though. If have you ever had anybody at like, I don't know, when you ran that mic at the Middle East for so long, did you ever have to physically remove somebody, or like uh, get in a fist fight with a with a open mic or anything I like that? Attacked, definitely. You got attacked. Yeah, but you know, but luckily, like it was, you know, I was always there was always enough comics there to kind of have my back that I was never too worried. But probably the worst thing that happened one time a guy threw a full glass of beer at me, which uh, and the the glass like didn't hit me; it like shattered on the, on the floor right Jeez. next to me. But all of the beer hit me, so it was like it was that close, you know. Yeah. He threw it hard too, like he threw it like with the intention of hurting me. And that's when you call in Gary and you say, "Hey, bodybuilder kid." <laughs> Gary comes; his arms just fall out of their sockets. <laughs> I pick up one arm and then use it to beat, <laughs> to beat like a club. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. 
man. I, I, if I was there that night, I probably would have fucking lost my mind. No. But I wasn't. I was, um, I was probably, uh, you know, away at that time. I think. Yeah, it was late at night. I mean, it was like you know, it was almost. Is this somebody that still does comedy? No, it was one. It was one of. There's like there was a weird art lady that was always a problem. Oh. (laughs) When you uh, say weird art, I'm feeling like it's like performance art. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll put her uh, her name in the chat but she you know she she always was bringing people that were causing problems and this guy just you know can't he was i don't know what i don't know what something set him off about that something someone on stage said it wasn't anything that was particularly offensive and i was like hey man you you know i wasn't on stage i was like hey you know and then he just like threw he threw a pint glass like at me um like real hard and then stormed out that's wild. I one time was at Shit. your 730 mic and um, a comedian that I won't name asked me if I would back him up in a street fight. <laughs> and he was like getting ready to do it. He was like, in the I, I mean, uh, it, it was grime. It was one of the grime guys. <laughs> and he was like, I got to call the other guy. If you, will you back me up if I take this guy out, Kathleen? And I was like, why am I being asked to like help you in a street fight right now? It's a little flattering, isn't it? I don't. Somebody's know. like, I need a, I need a fighter. Yeah, they're like, Kathleen. I need a fighter. Kathleen's sturdy. <laughs> you get the reach. Yeah, I guess I have the long limbs. I, I don't know, but it, he was like pretty serious about it too. He was like. I'm really mad at this comedian. I'm gonna take him out. Will you help me? And I was like, I I should not be helping anybody with a street fight. Like, Man. that's perfect martial art etiquette. Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah, avoid conflict at all costs. Yeah. And it was a comic who was like definitely not worth fighting. Who, <laughs> if we had just let keep drinking, he probably would have like caused himself self-harm so like let the problem resolve itself amen oh man well we're wrapping up see like we got we got some time in with the obsessions after you guys got over your senators of (laughs) of the other states and places um uh what'd you say rob I said, sorry for being hard to wrangle. Oh, you guys were fine. It's better than like, sometimes I have guests on who they're very good friends of mine and they just are so quiet. And I'm like, like, I'm like can you say, can you say words? But you don't really care for us. Can I relay a horse thing to you? Sure. Let's you're a horse girl. Yeah, let's hear it. Sure. Um, so my cousins raised horses down in Georgia and, uh, they had two crazy horses. One was, um, he was giant. It was a horse. It was a it was a black stallion. That was. Oh, it was like. They were, it was like it was so big. Um, you needed, uh, like a ladder to get onto him yeah it was like massive massive horse um and then there was patch patch sounds uh, like he was a multicolored horse multicolored black and white with little like dalmatian like dots all over and he had like one over his eye he was real cute and i think the last time i ever got close enough to a horse was this time maybe when i was like four my cousin stood behind the horse no yeah, you know, it's not good. That's you're and not supposed to do that. Patches did not like that and kicked and broke the Mr. Head by an inch, maybe maybe two inches, broke the wood, but he kicked behind him. And I was oh, like, Oh fuck, I cannot go near a horse the rest of my I've life. uh I've been walking behind like a not even that close behind a horse and um i got kicked and i luckily i put my arm up and i i didn't break anything but it was like it was it was a problem it was problematic horses are dangerous they don't want to be around i don't know 
Yeah, and I, I like how I do love how you brought that back to my obsession, Gary. Of, Which uh, is Superman. I mean, Christopher Reeves famously that was yes. Was, so bring it all back around. I uh, so after because he had that horse and that horse related injury, right? And he became paralyzed from what was it like the waist down? Yeah, I think from the neck down. Neck down, yeah. And um, in college, I broke my neck in a horseback riding accident, and I had oh a God. few kids in my class who were like. Yeah, but you didn't like have a Christopher Reeves, so like you're not a bad you're not a badass. And I'm like, I have to be oh I have God. to be paralyzed to be a badass. Like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Jeez. Yeah. That's horrible. You're okay now? Uh, I mean, you know, I waited three days to go to the hospital, so I still have some like um Did the Mark teacher tell you that? Well, it was just like if you're you grew up stubborn, like I was stubborn, so I just like waited and then went to the hospital and yeah, I, I have some stuff too. With my the guy at the comic book store told me that you didn't have to eat vegetables and that smoking cigarettes was cool, so you know that explains so much about you, Rob. Yeah, why every time I, I see you, you're just like chain smoking at these mics and like throwing broccoli at people. <laughs> I smoked for a long time. Thanks. did you oh yeah oh that must have been before i i've always yeah, just yeah. known you as like a a vegan but he just did it yeah. through a parasol like the penguin because yeah. of the comic books i mean I, i've been vegan for way longer than I, I mean i smoked for like 10 years while i was vegan probably well but, where, where where can um our listeners find both of you guys i know that rob you are still running some mics um where can we find you and and your stuff? All the shows are at, uh, you can find it at facebook.com slash Anderson Comedy. We should have a real website, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, but yeah, and I'm, I'm Rob Crean on everything, C-R-E-A-N, at Rob Crean on Twitter, Instagram, robcreen.com. If you want to read a bunch of dumb short stories I wrote, you know. Well, I feel- You can also uh, ask questions at his website that he'll- he still hasn't answered mine from three years really? ago. I, you know what? I for a while I was answering all of them, and then I got such a backlog that I just got overwhelmed. But I should go back and and start answering those again. So I, were were you answering them on your website? Yeah, I was. Hmm. They, I trolled it like maybe two years ago. Still haven't heard anything. But it, I was really? like, maybe I you're the fake re- name. Maybe you're the reason Rob stopped answering the questions, Gary. Maybe it just. But it, I wasn't. It was believable though. It was like. Hey, like I need some advice. Like my, it was something like a little weird, but it wasn't too weird. Like, like my dog is acting weird. Like I asked for like pet medical advice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I answered probably like twenty of them, and then there was just like twenty of them left, and I was like, oh man. But uh, oh, I should go back and answer all the old ones and and try and get people to ask me more questions because it yeah. was it was fun to answer questions. Doing an Instagram thing. Um, speaking of Instagram, you can find me on Comedy Gary P on all the things. That's Comedy Gary and the letter P. My album is available as is Rob's albums on deadmellow.com. Right. We, we also have a weekly uh, show that's uh, available uh, on YouTube as well as uh, Facebook, Anderson Comedy Live, our show co-host to co-host with Creaney and the Gipper, which you should totally do, Catholic. Um, come on, chat, riff, do a character. It's less pressure than just coming on doing a set. Yeah, we just kind of talk to funny people we like. Yeah, I That's feel like it. you've had Maria Bamford on that a couple times, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, great. she's a buddy. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. um, yeah, and we do like and we do like a two-hour long show, and then I edit it down to an hour meticulously over the course of a month. <laughs> Honestly, the editing is like the heart. I find is the hardest part. Is like it's so. Yeah. It is very time-consuming. Yeah, and he does he does a great job rob adds like we have funny bits planned but he adds like i think 60 percent more funny with like the visual gags that he puts into the edit that are all running jokes and silly things so if you're on youtube and you look at anderson comedy check out our yeah our clips you know we started doing a thing where anytime i like i want to show a picture of something rather than just putting the picture into the video i'll post the picture on my instagram wait for two people to like it and then take a screen cap of that 
And then like when, so then when the picture shows up on the video, it's a, it's a screen cap of my Instagram and it like with like me written on it, like me complaining about how none of people have liked it. <laughs> it's just, it's like, what, why don't I just fucking just go jump off a bridge? Oh no, like, don't, a do lot that. Of that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. It's just very stupid. But I, it's and, it's like, and I have to make sure that I do, sometimes stuff gets too many likes and I'm like, I have to photoshop it to make it look good as your likes oh you'll get too many likes it. and you'll be like this i can't i can't yeah. post this i gotta yeah i have to like i just i mean i just take it and <laughs> just take out you I'll can all i can just message me i'll comment and i'll be like this is trash yeah. <laughs> i just wait until there's like two likes and then i'm just like oh, I, you know it's it's not even like i'm like people are being mean to me but just not enough people are giving me attention and i'm like outraged by it and the fact that an editor put in a cut that is having some sort of mental issue with likes <laughs> is really funny. It's so stupid. And it's like so often I'll just post stuff that people are like, why are you posting that? And it's, it's because, yeah. Or recently we had a thing where Gar like we did a bit where uh, Gary was saying that a bunch of people were, like a bunch of celebrities were sending uh, love to Nick Ortolani and then we read the things. And so I just like everything, everything that Gary made up on the spot, I then just tweeted. <laughs> Oh, like you're the you're the you're my my biggest inspiration, Nick at Nick Ortolani, and and everyone else was just like, what what is what's going on, Rob? Why is he posting this like weirdly nice stuff about Nick Ortolani? What was the book? That you oh, the book was was uh, uh it was a quote from the book uh, uh Killing Ortolani by Bill O'Reilly. Oh my God! Bill O'Reilly writes all these books about. That I, all of his books are kill, like killing Lincoln, killing Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah so killing Ortolani. <laughs> was Nick in on any of this, or was this all yeah, surprise to him? Okay. No, Nick was the, Nick was there when we recorded it live. So like, oh, okay. when he saw the tweets, he like got he is the only person that got the reference. He got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of. That's the fun of this. Is like we created a show to make inside jokes on because. It feels like outside jokes are too hard to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. We you... can't go on a, a show and be like, hey, there's no audience or laughter, but I'm going to recite my act. That yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so we just have funny people we like. We pay attention to them and we just have fun. Yeah. And make reoccurring things. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's fine. I was going to ask if you guys are teaching classes too. We're in January. Yeah, I think we're going to do it in January. It's been really hard to get people to sign up. Um, yeah. I think we're figuring out how to do it. Like, I, I think that every time we do an online class, it gets closer to what we were doing before. But, it, you know, it's, it is hard. And it's especially hard because it's not like, the, you know, the classes are, are really supplemental to the other stuff. You know, it's like taking mm -hmm. a standard class is great, but you need to be going to the mics to make any real progress. Yeah. So now that you can't really go to mics in a traditional sense, it's a little bit weird. But, and, and it's, and, and, as hard as mics were, it was always so hard, you know, when we were teaching before to get people to go to mics. Oh, I remember like in my class that I took with you, Rob, Yeah, you would ask on a weekly basis, okay, who has been to mics? And it was usually like me and one other person. Yeah. Well, and, and which I totally get, cause I get people like- People, people are, are nervous and- Well, they're nervous and they're busy. You know I mean? They've already, yeah. you know, they've already, you know, given one night up to this, to this yeah. hobby so it's, yeah just because you take a class doesn't mean you're like i'm here forever yeah right and I, used to, uh, even, I even like would my classes i would a lot of my classes were on tuesday right before my mic which was across the street so i'd be like just just follow me just come over here i'll get you up early and you know but still people yeah, so you know, yeah. we're teaching with two different schools though uh online from the comfort of your home and what we've done uh for the pack theater and the yard theater which are both la based yeah uh you can get into a little bit of the writing and performing aspects of stand-up comedy writing or stand-up comedy uh telling storytelling the stand-up comedy way which rob teaches at the yard and um we're also i think going to be bringing in um some folks from improv boston that are going to teach some improv stuff but that's tbd and but what we've done is you know this new space of online performing is a new realm for all of us in a lot of ways yeah it's not going to go away so we're like applying the same skills of 
you know, it's going to be clunky at first, but here's a safe environment to try it out. Maybe it's not for you, but you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to park. You don't have to get a babysitter. Yeah. It's going to turn on your Zoom and we'll work with you and give you a, a core group of people that are in maybe a similar level and yeah. you go from there. Yeah. I've had a lot of people have continued on more so in the online classes than the in-person classes, which I found kind of fascinating. Yeah. Well, because I, I think, it, you know, it, it's tar- it's harder. It's it's more of an effort to do the online classes. So I think that the people that are taking them are maybe a little bit more dedicated, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. You know, which is not to say, I always liked when people weren't dedicated. Like, so many people are always like, oh, how many people did take your class actually go on and do stand-up comedy? Like, I don't care. The people that took yeah. the class had a good time. Like, they... They had a good time. They learned a little bit about the craft, and if they don't, they don't have to. They don't have to be Patton Oswald. Like, well, and just, and also, yeah. not everybody takes that class for the same reason. Like, there were some people that were taking that class just to like get better at public speaking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's I'm very- the 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 stand up the storytelling the stand up way is like being that so many people just want to be able to tell stories better. I think that the the main ideas of stand up comedy, which are like word economy and structure, are just really good storytelling tools and even if you're not trying to be funny using those tools can make a story more engaging yeah yeah and yeah well it's been really nice having both of you on i know we probably didn't talk as much about obsessions as uh i had planned on but i enjoyed having both of you on and i have downloaded both of your albums but i actually need to listen to them oh you know downloading them and uh yeah i mean I would, they're, you know you know listen to mine first and then gary will make you feel better afterwards <laughs> well i've i've been to one of rob's album recordings yeah. which was the one where um i feel like everything bad happened that yeah. day <laughs> like you had like nude bikers and then cops and then somebody trying to pour wine in the cooler and you're like yeah it was yeah just Let's not get too far into that, but the the right. second version of that came out quite nicely. Yes, yes, and and in, and that's in, in large part because of Gary. He really helped me. And no, it, it's a much better uh, album than it would have been if the first attempt had gone well. Yeah. Shut up, Rob. You will never take credit for your success. Rob did something great in spite <laughs> well, of all. It of, sounds to uh, me like the, Rob also pushed you to release your album. Oh yeah, for sure. So it goes both ways between the two of you. Yeah, I I was very nervous about putting it out and I actually set a goal this year of like, I wanted to have a visual element to go along with it and then release it so I could have two different items. You know, this was recorded at a club at a really cool time five years earlier. Yeah. And now here's a visual version of it at two different theaters. Cause I love when comedians would do that. They'd have like their album be a little yeah. bit different than the DVD, but similar material. Yeah. And I oh, thought that would be yeah. kind of cool five years apart. Yeah. But as the pandemic raged on and plans fell apart, I was also like, I don't ever want to say any of those jokes again. I just, I just want to let them go and create more, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not that person. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, guys, you've been listening to The Gimme, and you can find, as as I say every week, you can find us anywhere that you found us, so Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, or YouTube. And don't forget to check out uh, Gary's album, Yellow Belt Confidence, and Rob Crean's album, Local Personality, or one of his other albums, Sad, is it Sad Sackerton? Sadly, 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 Sackerton. We're going to buy one by Sadly Sackerton. It's the, it's the, it's, it's one, it's one of the sad ones, but it's the best, probably the best product overall. Get the bundle. The, bun- the bundle. So check out, In this economy. <laughs> check out deadandmellow.com for all of those. And uh, we'll see you next week.